<laughs> Good morning, everyone. Now that I remember to make sure that I have the mic on. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> and welcome to All Things SR Podcast. And happy birthday, Raven. Yes. Raven Wood, our, our wonderful character from the Florentine series. We are celebrating oh. Raven's birthday, as Betty says. Um, I think it'll be fine if we open the bottle of champagne and start making mimosas. Hold on. I'm turn it's just my computer. I didn't turn the sound off. We are having a great start, a roaring start to Raven's party. <laughs> and unfortunately, we haven't been popping the champagne and drinking. Uh, there's no excuse for our uh, our uh, little technical hiccup this morning. But as Betty says, uh, champagne and mimosas, Raven won't mind, of course, and wine for Willie. Um, of course, one of the better images. <laughs> it's so good to see everybody this morning. Um, as you know, we're celebrating uh, Raven's birthday, uh, one of SR's most beloved characters. Um, I think uh, she's just been such an inspiration for so many people mm-hmm. and her strength and her courage. Um and of course, you know, his, her kindness that always shows through, I think is really special. So, um, one of the, one, just one of the great stories, um, that I've ever read is the whole, that Florentine series. Wow. <laughs> I'm laughing. Ashley says he, he, Pam, happy birthday, Raven. Cheers. I, I think celebrating enough by drinking last night. <laughs> oh, so Ashley had a good time last night. Uh-huh. Um, it's always fun to be camping. Yes, yes. Betty says, Raven is strong and kind. We love her. She and is. Ellie says, happy birthday, Raven. Betty also loves her wit and sarcasm, which I think is, is right on the money. And I'm curious with some of the newer SR readers, um, Cheryl, um, looking at you, uh, did, have you read the Florentine series yet? Just curious. Um, if you've encountered our beloved Raven yet, or if you're still um, enjoying the uh, Julia Gabriel experience. And um, which, is, you know, it's not hard to bask in the glow of Raven, of Julia and Gabriel, but, you know, William and Raven are connected to them as well, more so. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she. Uh, I, I still, to this day, think Raven and Julia could become good friends. I agree. And, I agree. Uh, you know, cause she was one that did show her around and at the Uffizi, and so. Well, and I'm looking here. Ashley had noted that she loves Raven's strong will and compassion, mm-hmm. and she actually loved the Florentine series better than Twilight, which I think. Um, you know, there's a lot of Twilight fans, as you know, uh, SR started his writing, writing through fan fiction of Twilight. Mm-hmm. He kind of used that as an outlet to spur his imagination. And um, I just, I think that's really great. And, and Ashley agrees, Julian Raven could be besties. Yeah, so. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and uh, with the baby, I think that would make it even better for them. Absolutely. So you ever wonder if Raven and William would have a baby? 
I I think that could be a great fan fiction, Ashley. Just putting it out there. Um, yeah. Yes, I, I think I think a lot of fans have imagined that to see if it was if it was possible, if it's something that they would do, if they'd want to have a family, um, all the good things. And well, you know, it, uh, it would it would add to that miracle of William. I mean, you know, just his uh, his total transformation and. Uh, biological miracle for his age. <laughs> well, yes, yes. Um, but I think SR has written about fairly miraculous situations before, as we know. So yes, we I see Anna's joined us. Good morning, Anna. Um, I know SR Fox was on earlier. I don't know what happened with SR's Fox's connection. Um, Betty noted, what if Julie and Gabriel have another baby and Raven and William become the godparents? That would be interesting. <laughs> Ashley, well, I don't know. The fanfic ideas are sprouting out. Uh, thanks to Betty. <laughs> Betty um, give them triplets. <laughs> yes. Uh, twins. Uh, triplets. Um, oh, my gosh. And Anna, thank you. Happy holiday weekend to you as well. And Brenda's saying, oh, can't wait to continue that storyline when SR writes it. That would be something, wouldn't it? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That, yeah, that would be a whole, well, because as, as you may know, this is a supernatural, you know, this is a paranormal romance. So, I mean, you Mm -hmm. never know what the triplets, (laughs) as Betty put it out there. Wait till we tell SR that you have him uh, writing triplets into the scene. Yes. Um, But you never know what that could mean. You know, it it, it could be a fascinating, it could be in, it could go in so many directions. Oh, it could. could. I love it. And uh, speaking of SR, we should share a little bit of the SR news. We have a wee bit of news from SR this week. um, And and it's quite. It's it's a uh, it's a good announcement. It's though. a good announcement. It's the man in the black suit is about to be released in Brazil, and uh, through the, I think the all editoria um, site you can pre-order the uh, Brazilian version of the man in the black suit, which is which is great. Very cool. I mean, cool. that's it's it's so I'm so glad that they were able to get that into Brazil, especially with um, Acacia being you know Brazilian. The fans, and I think the Brazilian fans have been waiting for this. And this mm-hmm. is, uh, I think the pre-orders began on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And um, they're finally going to be able to get their hands on it. Um, yes. So I think that's really, really great. Yeah, um, and of course, it's a b- big week in Canada and in the U.S. in terms mm-hmm. of holidays. It is. Um, uh, uh, July 1st was Canada Day, and, and uh, you know, I think they could shout out since, you know, you and I are in the U.S., and our intrepid author is in, in Canada, somewhere in the wilds of the wilderness, um, <laughs> that, you know, we, we, we give a shout out to, for Canada Day, which was also known as Dominion Day at one point in time. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. It was. Yes. And it was, uh, Canada Day was first started, or Dominion Day was first started with the Constitution Act of 1867, 
which brought together the, the upper and lower provinces and um, New Brunswick and Nova Scotia into the fold. And then throughout the years, the other provinces, Manitoba, uh, Saskatchewan, Alberta, all were added into the mix. And the very last um, province that came into, the, into Canada was in 1999, so relatively, relatively young. I did not realize that as well. Mm -hmm. And it was Nunavut, which is, I think, up around, that's way up north, up, yeah. uh, I think, on the west side, west coast of, uh, I, think, I think, think it borders Alaska. Close to Alaska, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, we have, of course, our own. Yes, yes. Well, um, and, and Betty, uh, Betty's noting, and thank you for sharing that, Betty, because we want to include everybody's holiday that we can. Mm -hmm. um, July 5th is Venezuela's Independence Day. So a little shout out to our, our friends in Venezuela. And Perling, we're talking about you. That's um, and I have, to, I have to send a note to my friend Leonardo, who's Venezuelan. Um, I didn't realize that. Uh, mm -hmm. July 5th is Venezuela's Independence Day. So, felicidades. Um, happy to see that Ashley is sharing some of her news. She's doing an Emmer Zoom presentation next week on um, yes. chapters 27 and 28 for Gabriel's Rapture. So, that's, mm -hmm. a very, that's very newsworthy to share. Mm -hmm. um, and I see our friend from the Big Easy has joined us, uh, Annette. Good morning. Good morning, Annette. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> As Betty says, I can hear Perling saying, "Yeah, yeah, baby." baby. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And of course, uh, our friends had their holiday north of the border here um, mm -hmm. this week earlier, and we are celebrating the Fourth of July. Um, this, of course, it's tomorrow is the actual technical date, but it's mm -hmm. a federal holiday here in the U.S. And um, that marks, uh, for those of you who are overseas and may not know our holidays, um, it marks the independence uh, from uh, Great Britain and July 4th, 1776. And as um, I always tell E.L. James when she comes to the United States for anything, I, you know. You're only an Amtrak car tri trip away, and I could show you where we uh, uh, became the ungrateful citizens and became our own country. <laughs> well, there was a lot of taxation and tyranny involved as well from uh, from what we what we learn in our history books. I'm sure there's a lot more involved, uh, a lot more nuance involved as well. But there is. Um, always fireworks and celebrations um it's really in the u.s it's it's a seminal date um not just historically but it's a it's a date to gather with friends and families and barbecues and picnics and concerts parades um it's um and and actually near where pam lives it's a huge deal because the signing of the declaration of independence um, actually occurred in Philadelphia. So Philadelphia always has a fabulous celebration we do, as well. We do, And there, there is a bit of a, little bit of a dispute with that. Um, apparently there are some in the belief, I think with John Adams, that the Declaration of Independence was actually signed on July 2nd. I have seen some July of that. 
I have seen some of that as well. Um, and I'm just going to put in a couple links, um, one for Canada Day in the chat, so you can follow along if you want to learn a little more about Canada Day. And um, I also have one here for the 4th of July. And so and since it is technically a federal holiday, um, we... Uh, if you are employed by the federal government or if your company follows the rules, um, since it's on Sunday, you have a day off on Monday. So for everybody, it's a nice holiday weekend. Um, and I know a lot of people are, are taking, don't just take that day, but then they'll take vacation time around it. So um, it tends to be a, a time to just kind of catch your breath and relax and have fun. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing. Betty's saying, I wonder, does Gabriel grill on the 4th of July? <laughs> I'm sure he does, but I'm sure it's not burgers and dogs. Oh, a filet mignon, please, right? Of course. <laughs> filet or maybe he'll have grilled, he'll grill some lobster on the. <laughs> when he um, knows. Yes, Lori's, Lori can see Gabriel grilling. And uh, Betty says, I also wonder, do the cows at the Norris Farm hate the 4th of July? All those burgers. Maybe they had some cousins. Well, they're, they're milk cows. <laughs> they're milk cows. So they they create the, help create the ice cream that's usually... Mm -hmm. when, we, when I was a little girl, I was like, we had a hand-cranked ice cream maker. Oh, yes. And uh, that my... my Grandfather always made sure we had plenty of rock salt to put and ice so that we could put it around to make the ice cream. Mm -hmm. And um, so it would have, you know, they celebrated that way, the, the ice cream. <laughs> it's always, always wonderful to have that in the summer. And, and that's saying, yeah. wait, people have a Monday off? Mm -hmm. A lot of people have Monday off in that. It, but it depends if your company follows federal holidays. You might want to check. Um, I don't know in the business you're in at the time of year you're in. I don't know if you're going to be able to have uh, that or not. But Monday is the holiday. I, I mean, I'm technically I, I, off Monday. I know that uh, in medical profession, it's not because I have to take go for a COVID test on Monday. Right. Well, there's certain things. Hotels, you know, a lot of hospitality. Oh, listen, industry, listen. twenty four seven medical. 24-7. I see Diana's joined us as well. Hello, Diana. Thanks for coming today. We're celebrating Raven's birthday. And uh, <laughs> and uh, we're, we're also talking a little bit, uh, recognizing SR as our uh, wonderful Canadian author. Uh, we talked a little bit about Canada Day, and we're also noting that our holiday is coming up here in the U.S., uh, 4th of July. So we shared some links about that. And in fact, Betty shared the fact that it is um, Venezuelan Independence Day. So I'm going to pull a link and share that as well on the 5th of July um, because uh, we like to recognize the holidays as they come. Um, and the 
Oh, there's some videos. They do celebrations in New York for Venezuelan Independence Day. I'm seeing some clips on that. It started in 1811 mm -hmm. is what I'm seeing. But I'm, I want to get a link here to share. And I'll put that in as well. And one of the things we've also done since we are celebrating um, not just the holidays, mm -hmm. but the fact that it is Raven's birthday. Um, and I'm looking in the chat room here. Uh, there was some talk about the ice cream. And that's <clears throat> Annette's noting her office is not. Her boss needs to hide from his family. That's funny. Well, you know, that happens a lot. <laughs> <laughs> And Ellie noted they used to make homemade blackberry ice cream this year, it, this time of year f from their blackberry bushes, which sounds delightful. Oh, I um, got, hey, I could do that. We have uh, a, a whole ton of blackberries outside <laughs> my house. I know, I know. And that says the best people are born in July. And um, Betty was wondering if Raven celebrates the 4th of July with Willie. I think so. Definitely. They'll, they'll, they'll definitely note it because that's well, part of are, her heritage. True. That's and they part are of doing her some, heritage. They are doing something very special this week. Yes. Yes. Cause we asked SR about that. Um, and SR told us, um, we said, so how is Raven and William celebrating? Um, William has whisked Raven off their private island, off to their private island in the South Pacific, um, to Bora Bora as a surprise. So they are on their way to Bora Bora, which, and um, which is part of is part of French Polynesia. You may have to. It may be. You may have to. Uh, you may be buffering Cheryl. So. Ah, uh, she doesn't have sound. Trying to figure out why. Um, the other thing is, if you actually, we have to. She doesn't have sound, so she's not hearing that. Uh, you may be buffering. Yeah. And I see Kenzie's joined us this morning. She has. Um, so Bora Bora. I mean, you know, come on. The. I think it's a wonderful surprise for him to share. It's part of French Polynesia. Mm -hmm. So we, we kind of did a little research on Bora Bora to share with you uh, the, the birthday surprise that they have. Um, it's part of the French Polynesia. It's mm -hmm. a luxury area. Um, I do, I've decided that <laughs> SR has a things for huts on the water. <laughs> I think so too, because he's quite fond of having these wonderful beach resorts. And I'm reading, um, uh, I'm reading here that uh, Bora Bora is amazing. Uh, it's good to be rich like Willie. Yes, it is. I mean, but this have this happens, right? Uh, oh, when yeah. when they have. Uh, when he has resources gathered over hundreds of years, um, it's northwest of Tahiti, mm -hmm. um, part of the Leeward Islands, um, and a lot of the homes are huts that are built in stilts in the lagoon. Um, 
we actually looked around and um, I'm going to share the link. Uh, we think one of the places that they, they vacationed or where they're staying or where they're heading is the Four Seasons in Bora Bora because William always treats his lady right. So if you yes, take does. a look at this place, um, it's absolutely stunning. Uh, well, and and all those, a lot of those resorts, except for one resort, I think it's the St. Regis Resorts. They they all build out on the lagoon, and the St. Regis Resorts built their basically their own island. <laughs> well, yeah. that's what one does when one has the resources, right? That's absolutely right. So, if I hope you guys have a chance to click on this Four Seasons Resort, um, it is. Absolutely stunning. You will see the the resort, uh, the lodges on the stilts in the huts over the water. Um, they just enhanced their overwater bungalow suites, um, and it's in the shadow of Bora Bora's famous Mount Otamanu. Sunsets from your private plunge pool. Marvel mm -hmm. at the Tahitian night sky. Enjoy yourself in the lagoon and these photos of these bungalows. I am telling you what, Raven is in for an absolute luxurious stay. There's an overwater, overwater spa suite that has a sunken hot tub overlooking the lagoon. Oh. It is absolutely stunning. I hope you guys are seeing these pictures. Um, and they can do, they do. Uh, lots of tours and they do things at the resort like a half day discovery tour where you snorkel, um, you can go up into the mountain, you can do a full day of excursions um, and having exploring the island sharks. a little bit. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, there is a marine life sanctuary um, where they can take you um, and your guide is a marine biologist. It is stunning um you can board a canoe to a private white sand motu which is kind of a little um island where you can enjoy champagne and a dinner for two on sunset on the water it is i'm telling you guys oh, that, 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 that's definitely stuff. a william and raven uh, meal yes fine yes. vintage uh, a nice sunset <laughs> yes um brenda says it looks beautiful um, Kenzie is noting that she misses William and Raven and she needs to reread the Florentine series. And she also said she's not celebrating the fourth. She's spending the day reflecting and honoring indigenous people's lives, which I think is a very worthwhile endeavor. Absolutely. Um, I think recognizing all of our history is important. Um, and Betty and, you know, notes, when one is poor, you can only afford one season at a time, not all four. Well, but Willie and Gabriel true. can afford all four seasons. Bad joke, I know. I'm here all day. Betty, <laughs> I love you so much. You are so precious. Please, please remember to tip your bartender. <laughs> or your waitress. And, 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 and Kenzie's noted, fancy pants indeed, 1500 a night to stay at the four seasons in mm -hmm. my mm -hmm. dreams. And Lori says, Betty, we can aspire to celebrate well, they, all four. They, all, they do have other, uh, you know, most of the resorts that are there are all huts. And there are yes. some that are le much less expensive. 
Right. Uh, and also remember that if you do go to them, please make sure you pull down your uh, mosquito netting. <laughs> You'll want to do that. And also, um, I did want to share a little bit more on uh, some other great reasons to, to visit um, this beautiful island country. Um, and this is actually from the French um uh, one of the one of the tourism sites uh, that I pulled up. Um, it talks about five reasons to explore Bora Bora. They they note it's the jewel of French Polynesia. Um, mm -hmm. There definitely is a romantic paradise. Uh, it is a hot demand for a honeymoon destination as well as a lover's getaway, which I think, you know, William is so pitch perfect on that. Mm -hmm. um, it actually is a chain of, is part of a chain of islands that emerged 13 million years ago um, because it's an extinct volcano. Mm -hmm. And because of the way it emerged, it's actually sits in the middle of a lagoon um, in very, very brilliant shades of blue water around the Mount Otamanu. Um, there's also Mount Pahia and Hue, which um, kind of make up the, the, the mountain chain there. Lots of coral reefs, great snorkeling. Um, the Modus, as, as we noted that, you know, the Four Seasons has its special champagne experience on that. It's an islet, so it's a small little sandy beach. Um, where they can have dinner. Mm -hmm. And um, it is one of the places voted uh, most beautiful in the world. Um, there is, and because of Raven's love of beauty, um, I just think it's such a, a spot on uh, place for them to explore. Uh, they talk a lot about the wildlife and the coral reefs, um, beautiful beautiful uh opportunities to swim and snorkel and see the see the wildlife mm -hmm. um and then you can do a lot of exploring around as well but i have a feeling they might not be doing too much uh ex external activities no I, um, I i couldn't imagine not no i think they are going to spend a lot of time together but they might take they might be able to charter uh, a boat or a catamaran for that's an true. evening because um, that's also water and uh, water sports is a big thing so I'm, I will include this as well in the chat so you can kind of get another some more glances of what William Raven will be experiencing in Bora Bora mm -hmm. I am telling you as we were um, preparing for the podcast this made me um made me really want to try and go. Um, I've had a friend, I, I have a friend who did sailing trips in um, Bali and I just in, in general being in French Polynesia, being in the Polynesian islands um, is definitely a place I'd want to go. And I'm looking at the chat room and very happy that Cheryl can now hear us. So yay, oh, Cheryl. Very, very good. We're celebrating Raven's birthday, um, and William has whisked her away to a romantic uh, getaway in Bora Bora. So we put some links uh, about Bora Bora, and the Four Seasons is where we think he probably has her. Um, 
<laughs> Betty asks, does this mean my imaginary triplets can't go? <laughs> no triplets for them yet, Betty. You are so funny. They're working um, on the triplets right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, yes, they, they might be in production. And I see Floor81 has joined. So hi, Floor. Um, Diana said, I will invite Ray William and Raven to come and meet Cayo Sombrero here in Venezuela. And also Los Roques. Um, and Diana, we also, I think we said it before you joined, but we were um, noting a lot of the country celebrations. Canada Day was July 1. America has 4th of July. And we understand Venezuelan Independence Day is July 5th. So um, felicidades um, for that celebration. And, and, and Betty, <laughs> Betty like, points out that Gabriel has Belize. Willie and Raven have uh, Bora Bora. What does Paul have? Well, you know, <laughs> here's my idea, Betty. It's Paul not has as tropical. The cows, Betty. He does that. But, you know, he may want to get away. There's a nice little island off the coast of Maine called Monhegan Island um, that he could, it's maybe an hour from by, by boat from Booth Bay Harbor. And it's beautiful, quiet. Um, there's absolutely. No Wi-Fi. There's absolutely your cell phone signal. Unless you're on top of the hill, you won't get it. Um, and uh, a nice, quiet, and a lot, and very few houses have electricity on the on the island. And it's uh, it's a great place. Great lobster. Um, it's, you know, the main street has four stores on it, and one of the stores is also the church for the, the island for all the different denominations, which is <laughs> kind of funny. A lot of artists. I love it. Um, <clears throat> they've got some great woods you can go around, and uh, <clears throat> the neat thing about it is that the, uh, Zero Mostel, who was a comedian back in the 50s and early 60s, uh, would go there in the summertime, and in the... They, uh, have what's known as the Cathedral Woods and you go in and there's these big uh, roots, tree roots so he would go in in the morning on his walks and build these little fairy forts in the roots of the tree and then the kid, they'd have, the kids on the island would come over and run around and look and he'd make up stories about these, these fairies and then you know, the one that he may have built a couple days ahead of before had, had been collapsed and that there was a fairy fight. I, <laughs> it's fascinating. And it's not that big an island either. I mean, I, I think maybe in the summertime, aside from the hotel, it might have maybe 50 families. See, that does see to me, that sounds lovely because that yeah. peace and quiet and being by yourself. Betty says, oh, it sounds beautiful. And then she said, wait, what? No electricity? <laughs> Pam, I want a honeymoon resort, not to and end up like, in Survivor. Yeah, is, the, hotel, the hotel has, has electricity. But, True that. Um, <laughs> but it is gorgeous. It is gorgeous. And it would, I, I'd go there on a honeymoon with that. Uh, Kenzie noted that Paul has his cows. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love yes. it. And yes, Annette, I totally agree. Betty is killing it today. Betty, yes, you are yes. en fuego, my friend, on fire. Uh -huh. So fantastic. Um, another thing that uh, Betty had noted was that um, she said, I know William loves paintings. 
But do you suppose he has finally joined the 21st century and is using a camera now? Um, I would say yes, because I think he'd want to take pictures of his beloved. But I do know paintings make a difference in his life, and paintings are very precious to him as well as to Raven. Mm -hmm. And we also think that's why Bora Bora was a destination for him. Yeah, because because of the French artist. Paul Gauguin. And Pam uh, did some research on... Uh, Paul Gauguin mm-hmm. and uh, his French Polynesian experience. So, uh, yeah, and the neat thing is, is on the, the in the uh, French Polynesian islands and Bora Bora and, and Tahiti and all, they do cruises, Gauguin cruises. Oh my gosh! Islands. Yeah, so it's that might get, be something that William and Raven would do. That yeah, I mean that because you know her her art background that would bring. That would be an interesting tour for her to do. You know, Paul Gauguin was this—he has had a crazy life. I—I I, I have to say this because he, you know, he was—he was born of uh, a French father and a, a Peruvian woman who lived in France most of her life, and uh, you know, the, the, they decide the grand—the grandmother's in France and, and she, she's involved in all this political stuff. And because of the revolutionary uh, background of France in the 1840s, they decide that, you know, they, the French shut down the father's newspaper, so they up and move the family to Peru. You know, it's not something I thought about with him. And then, I never realized that he had Peruvian roots. I think that's, yeah. you know, you just you just assume he's French and that's it, you know. Right. Um, you know I, it's and, stunning to me that he, he has such a rich background he does and you know so they so they go off to peru the father dies on the ship on the way over she gets together with her family they live a a beautiful life for six years of uh of wealth and and his her his uh great uncle was the president of peru at the time oh my gosh and then the the you know uh, revolution sweeps through Peru. The, the uncle's deposed, so the family comes back to France. So they they leave uh, Paul Gauguin with his grandfather in Orleans, and, and the rest of the family go on to Paris. Mm. And you know, the father, the grandfather, has him in a, a, a prestigious school for the area. Um, I think it's a Saint Jean de Marc. Oh wow. School so he wanted them. they wanted him to have a proper education. Uh, proper and... education and he also did some time in the French Navy. He did two years in the French Navy where he traveled the world. I mean he found out that his his mother passed away when he was in India. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so he, he did a lot of traveling. And then um so he's got all these experiences building up inside of him. He gets back to France, out of the Navy, becomes a stockbroker. And he does very well in the stock market. And he also paints on the side. Then there's an economic collapse. You know, stock market crashes. He meets this woman. She's Danish. They get married. Oh, my gosh. They they move off to uh, Denmark. He lived in Denmark for I don't know how many years. And their marriage kind of falls apart. So he moves back to Paris. Now he's in the... Mount Parnasse section of Paris, and he's meeting up with Toulouse-Lautrec and Degas and all these 
fantastic painters um, mm. from that time period. I, I you mean, don't always he, think of you don't always think of someone with a military background or that business background as as being an artist. Yeah, but he true. sounds like a true like Renaissance man. I think he was because you know, and then after a while, he leaves Paris and he's in Panama and Martinique in the Caribbean and then goes off to Polynesia and spends uh, some time there, goes back to France for a while and then goes back to Polynesia where he spent the last 10 years of his life. And a lot of his, a, a lot of his artwork is Polynesian looks. Right. And, um, and I'm, you know. I'm grabbing a, I'm grabbing the link um, to some of the artwork that uh, you had pulled Pam so we can share that because that, the French Polynesian. Um, His influence. Folks, of it, it, yeah. The influence was really, really strong. And uh, the link uh, we have shows his, you know, you'll see his self-portrait, mm -hmm. but then you'll also see um, a lot of his, a lot of his work. And... Um, You'll recognize things. I mean, his his work is in galleries all over. Yeah, and all his, over the world. He's a post. His, he's a post impressionist artist. Um, right. And, and uh, yeah, he was part of that movement, and he was influenced by artists like like Edgar Degas and Pissarro and Giotto, Raphael, Delacroix, Manet, Paul Cezanne. Mm -hmm. All these different um, artists, and, and he influenced artists as well. He influenced yes. people uh, like uh, Pablo Picasso. Picasso, oh. his artwork was, you know, he he really liked the way Picasso did that. He was also very friendly with Van Gogh, and Theo Van Gogh helped him sell some of his art. I love how that was such a. Um, giving community, you know, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and I think all these things really feed into, um, the experience that Raven and William will have in terms of being able to see where this art had been created. Um, I'm looking in the chat room and, uh, you know, the follow-up to some of the Betty's, uh, questions about the photo, whether he'd be taking photos instead of paintings. And Kenzie said, I have a feeling William detests technology. Betty says, Willie believed in pig carrier pigeons. So, uh, <laughs> and then she said, if Willie has triplets, he will need all the technology he can get his hands mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Ashley notes, Willie is very cultured. And Kenzie hopes he's enjoying ra having Raven all to himself right now. I do too. I think that'd be lovely. Um, and Floor was noting in terms of a Gagon cruise, she says, that sounds amazing. Would love to go. I know that does sound amazing, right? Mm -hmm. um, and she agrees with Kenzie. William is not keen to tech, but he may give in because of Raven. Nice. And I think that's interesting, too. That's another interesting mix of um, mix of culture and background, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think that would be a wonderful uh, thing to explore. And I also was thinking, wouldn't it be cool if uh, Raven had an opportunity to 
actually go and do some restoration work on one of his uh, paintings. That was well, I, I, you know, look, there are quite a few paintings in, in private collections, and I'm sure that if William wanted to buy one and uh, or two and add it to their collection of Renaissance art, that it's a possibility that she could do some restoration work on it. Uh, that would be fascinating. Because, um, you know, William be... has all those connections. I'm sure he can find out where to get it somewhere. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Mm -hmm. um, and there was uh, a link about uh, exploring uh, Gauguin's French Polynesia that we wanted to share with you guys as well because it just gives you a little flavor of what our friends William and uh, Raven may be up to if they emerge from their room. <laughs> um, long enough. Well, they'll do the long whole enough. long enough for the cruise. I think so. I think so. Um, and Betty says, he has a great name, Paul. <laughs> that is, as Kenzie says, you are Paul obsessed. <laughs> I know we, we expect nothing less from that. And Betty says, I am guilty as charged, Kenzie. Very, very true. I love it though. I think that's yeah. great. I think that's great. And I think that having the resources um, that, you know, Paul may not have the resources that Gabriel does or that William does or Nicholas does, but he has that, that spirit and that kindness. And I think that's what make his, makes his character so uh, compelling. True. You know. So, and if they, you know, one of the things they suggest on, on, on this Gauguin tour, um, that mm -hmm. you stay in, in, uh, in Bora Bora for 15 days to do it correctly. Uh, well, yes, please. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, Kenzie, there will be some rest and recovery, I'm sure, at some point in time. <laughs> Yes, unlike a certain Lord we know, and Kenzie's referencing um, the fact that we are reading uh, the This Man series by Jody Ellen Malpas. Uh, mm -hmm. It's a book that Passion Flicks has optioned, and Passion Flicks will begin filming This Man later this summer. And um, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, the, the lead character, the Lord of the Manor, as he's mm -hmm. known, um, has quite a voracious appetite, and we'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, Ashley noted, Willie, um, I think, would have a hard time leaving the room. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Annette said, I would just like to note that not all Pauls are like this one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, and Betty notes, Paul has a big heart, and he has big arms. Sigh. That takes uh, all those cows. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm seeing Ashley's uh, finishing reading Brave this weekend. Uh, Brave is in part of the Wicked Trilogy, another um, film Passion that Flicks, is yes. Passion Flicks optioned. And uh, if you haven't 
read that series. Uh, again, like uh, Florentine series, uh, the Wicked series is a paranormal romance and um, really, really well worth the read. It's 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 different. It's 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 I, I think it's geared. It's more. I think I would say it's geared a little more to young adult audience. Um, but it's a really good, it's a, it's a good story. Really, really fun. Ah, and then she's going into 50 shades of gray. Ashley, you have a good reading list for the summer. I love it. Mm -hmm. The whole series. I love that series. I could I, go I on and on people, about that. I know some people that are reading Anna's, Anna's point of view and then Kristen's point of view for each mm -hmm. separate. Oh, that would be cool. Mm-hmm. That would the, be cool. You know, the Fifty Shades of Grey and Grey, and then uh, Fifty Shades Darker and Darker, and Fifty Shades Freed and then Freed. So you get the combination of them together. You know, you could even go back and forth and read, like, chapter by chapter. You could. It won't, align, it, it runs by it won't dates. align perfectly, but it would, you know, you could do sections. That really? might be a fun, that might be a fun thing. I wonder if the Fifty Shades podcast has talked about doing that. I don't know. May have to ask Chrissy. Ask Chrissy. Um, and Floor noted that she just bought Wicked and she's starting today. So um, enjoy the ride. It's it's um, it's a you know it it sets a different world. Just like SR creates his world um, and did a great job with the Florentine series, establishing uh, the world that uh, Raven lives in and William encounters. There's a lot of uh, description on what the world is and the characters and creatures of the world. So, Flora, I think you're going to enjoy it. I hope you. I hope you enjoy the ride. It's really a good one. Um, and Ashley notes that's what she's doing in terms of the readings with mm -hmm. Fifty Shades. And uh, Betty said I should have done that. Um, and Kenzie notes she only has eleven Passion Flicks books left to read. Um, she still needs to read the Fifty Shades and Christian's point of view. Um, but I think her goal, Kenzie, correct me if I'm wrong. You want to get through all the passion flicks option books first, I believe. And I see Ms. Epiphany joined us. Uh, hi, welcome to the podcast, Ms. Epiphany. We are celebrating Raven's birthday. And William um, has Raven off on Bora Bora. On, one of, the, on yes. one of those gorgeous French Polynesian islands where you run a hut over the water. And uh, we have a link in uh, the chat earlier. Actually, I'm, it's so pretty. I'm, I'm going to just re-put it in. Um, we think they're at the Four Seasons because only the best for, for Raven. Um, and you just looking at these images, I, I, I want to book a flight right now. I mean, it is beautiful. <laughs> Um, well, <laughs> French Polynesia has always been a, um, a dream, Tahiti in particular, for me. Mm -hmm. when I was, as I told Leslie earlier, when I was a, a lot younger, a lot, lot younger, I used to surf, and I had my own surfboard, and which was, you know, I thought that was very cool at the age of 12, and my, I, so I studied the surfing history and how it started in Polynesia and how that is where I wanted to go so that I could surf in Polynesia and uh, where they you know the first surfers basically were 
So, yeah. Because it was a French Polynesian well, that, that do you came think, across and went to start at Hawaii. Yes. And they still will do, um, they have traditional uh, voyages. Um, when I was in Hawaii, I sat at, I, I was able to experience a, a talk, a stargazing talk. Um, for those who saw the Disney movie Moana, I, I think a little bit of that, um, the navigation they used um, from the star systems is how they navigated the islands in the South Pacific. Mm-hmm. And the uh, woman was part of her, her family's tradition. She was native, um, one of the indigenous people of uh, the islands. And they, t- she talked about how they will they they do recreations of these journeys in like outriggers Mm -hmm. navigating thousands of miles across the pacific and Mm -hmm. it is unbelievably fascinating how they've done it Mm -hmm. so um i think all of these these cultural things um would add into uh william and raven's uh enjoyment and uh (laughs) And uh, Kenzie asked, I wonder what Raven will be wearing in Bora Bora. And I think the answer is probably very little. That's right. <laughs> if anything, if William has anything to do with it, um, they well, probably the, have their the, very private, uh, their private suites. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's, you, don't, you don't have to dress up a lot there anyway because it is so warm. Mm-hmm. I think it stays like in the mid eighties all year long d- during the day, in the mid seventies all night long during you know during the year. That sounds wonderful. Um, and <laughs> Betty said Nicholas and Nicholas and Akasi are still waiting at the dinner table. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Betty says if it's up to Willie, she will only wear the bed sheets. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Kenzie agrees. That's very mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. William said that to Raven. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, Flora took a look at the pics. She said, those Bora Bora pics are dreamy vacation time ASP. I agree. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the reading, I'm seeing that Ellie noted she actually did the 50 audibles. And when they just came out and it was fun to go back and forth with Anna and Christian alternating. I think that would be a really cool experience. Yeah. And Floor is excited about Wicked. She said, I'm in love with the Florentine series. So I can only imagine how great Wicked will be. So, yes, very different. Very, very different. But it's a really good adventure. Um, Yeah, and, you know, I'll be honest with you. I was never really into um, the paranormal romances. Not mm -hmm. that I wasn't into them. I just never really read them. I, I didn't read Twilight at all. And uh, I, I just was not. It, I, when it came out, I really wasn't all that interested in it, and, and I've only seen, seen bits and pieces of the movie. So, forgive me, you know, on that end. But um, they, there's so many differences. Wicked is one where it's, you know, one way, and then William and Raven, or Williams like another type of vampire and then you have Deb Harkness's and vampires and demons and witches all live together with humans and I, I you know so it's fascinating how writers can create their their paranormal pe- characters it it truly is um 
and to see the variety of uh, storylines and plots and mm-hmm. um, it, it like I said it's 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 a different it's a very different type of story um, wicked um, but I love the fact one of the things I loved about it was it was set in New Orleans um, in Annette's neck of the woods and Annette I'm guessing you probably when you saw that did you recognize a lot of the uh, places where they filmed I'm just curious mm. and uh, you know uh, Kenzie has mentioned that she's read uh, Paranormal in the Florentine series and it's unique and if it weren't for Twilight, we wouldn't have the Gabriel series. Well, that's very true, but, you know, it was like I found Gabriel series after I found Fifty Shades. So it did, mm-hmm. it, you know, it never really registered with me about the uh, uniqueness of the fan fiction. fiction yeah. So. It's true. It's mm-hmm. true. I, um, I also I am one who hasn't read. I, I've watched the movies, but I haven't read Twilight. And I might have to rectify that. I feel like that's something I feel like we sh- I should read since all these authors that I love so much were so inspired to start writing um, fanfic around it. I kind of I kind of want to do that. So I might add that to my list. Um, Annette said she was giggling when she saw the scenes. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, Betty said, I can't imagine Willie being okay with someone else giving Raven a full body massage. Maybe that's off limits during their stand. Bora, Bora. Unless it's a female masseuse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Annette knew a lot of the scenes and the areas. Floor's been a fan of paranormal romance since Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It's a huge, mm-hmm. huge genre. Um, people... I know. Well, that I, that I actually saw in the movie. Mm-hmm. My son was... Uh, I don't know, I forget how old he was. He was like, oh, I want to go see this movie because I think he, I think he was, uh, had a, um, a mental crush on, uh, what's what the woman who played, um, Buffy. Was mm-hmm. Somebody or other, but anyway, yeah, so. But I did, to be honest with you, I never really thought of that as paranormal. I just was there for a movie, so. Right, right. I, I just think it gives a lot of, it adds a different dimension, right? I mean, it's it's beyond our normal world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beyond the physical world, and it goes into different directions and dimensions. So I think it's really cool. Um, and I, I just, I think I was excited that SR ventured into that realm. Mm-hmm. A lot of art, a lot of authors who enjoy it um, decide to do that as something different, as a way to take their, their readers on a different type of adventure and I think we were so fortunate that he did that with Raven and William. Um, mm-hmm. It just was such a beautifully written story and so compelling um, as well. And he really captured the burdens of leadership mm-hmm. um, in William's character, which I thought was really interesting. And then the, you know, the, the conundrum of, of living forever versus not mm-hmm. um there, there's just so many uh and of course that it allowed him to develop so many really cool characters um mm-hmm. you know ibarra and <laughs> ava ava <laughs> so um very very cool mm-hmm. 
And, so if anyone uh, wants to know if Willie and Raven there tried reading paranormal novels, <laughs> and she wondered if Willie would start critiquing different vampires. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be funny. Um, <laughs> Betty, just as William first saw The Godfather, right? Um <laughs> Hopefully the next book they will have set visits um, mm -hmm. down in uh, for Wicked in New Orleans because Brenda was noting um, how great it was to see Bayou St. John in the park. And mm -hmm. Annette said the Bayou St. John looked so beautiful. I loved seeing, I did love seeing the shots of New Orleans and um, <clears throat> And the fact that they both have been there so many, so many times since they're mm -hmm. down there. And um, I just loved it. I haven't been there that many times. I only was there once, but I recognize some of the places. And I just think it would be great if they could, if they will be able to have a set visit next time. Hopefully we'll be able to go. That would be really yeah. fun. Well, I know. Um, I, yeah, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and Kenzie notes, I enjoyed Twilight as I read them when I was 11 years old. But it dolls in comparison to SR's writing. Nothing makes me feel the way SR's books do. And I think so many of us feel that way, Kenzie. Mm -hmm. It's such a special writing style. And just, just wonderful. Um, mm -hmm. Yes, Angel from Buffy was my first vampire. But Willie will always be number one in my heart. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. It would be really, really good. And Flora said, uh, yes, there are so many different avenues when it comes to paranormal romance. But I love how SL wrote Raven and William's love story. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Yeah, um, the one, the one thing I've always loved about Raven and, and her character is she's so tenacious and she's, she's so accepting. <laughs> she is. She is. Um, because she understands. She understands mm -hmm. what it's like to be marginalized. Mm -hmm. She understands. I love her character's strength as well and her protector. She is mm -hmm. such a protective spirit um, and such a brave. She's so brave. Um, mm -hmm. It's just so compelling. Um, and yes, Brenda, I'm, I'm seeing Annette saying, I keep telling them that they have to come down here and hopefully when the sets, if they do film... Um, part two when they film part two of the Wicked series that they'll be able to come down um, they'll have set visits and um, the trouble they that we can have um, and Brenda says they might need bail money <laughs> don't worry SR's on the ready for that yeah, he, he, always, he always has when we're out and about he'll say um, do you need bail, <laughs> money? bail money ready <laughs> And uh, yes, I, I see they're talking about other the other vampires like Xander and Spike, and um, it's really really cool. And yeah, and Ken, as Kenzie notes, I love how SR intertwined paranormal into the Gabriel series too, and uh, that's uh, we love that element um, as well. <laughs> and, and yes, Kenzie, SR has plentiful amounts of bail money. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he needs it he needs it for all of his uh, his wayward fans that's so. true we, oh we my gosh seem to get into a little bit of a 
a little bit of uh, fun time with uh, that. So. <laughs> well, uh, uh, you know, good trouble, right? Good trouble. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Anyhow. I'll, anyhow, I know it's after the hour and I know we need to wrap this up, but I just think, uh, it's been fun talking about Raven and having a little sojourn away from our Gabriel uh, cast of characters um, just to reflect a little bit about Gabriel uh, or about Raven and mm-hmm. Raven and William and uh, the fun that they're having in Bora Bora. Uh, sure. I do think SR has a fascination with uh, Hudson uh, stilts over the water uh, with, oh, I, with yeah, tropical locales. Please. Uh, Mm-hmm. Bora Bora. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love Seychelles it. Seychelles probably um, next for maybe that's that's where Nicholas and Acacia could go to the Seychelles. We'll have to see. I mean, there's a lot. Tenerife off the coast of Africa. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a lot of really beautiful locales that he can write. And I'm sure he wants to go research them in person. And he can't wait <laughs> to do that. Um and fortunately, he is fully vaccinated, by the way, gang, if you didn't know. Uh, he, yes. He has been for a while, so that's a good thing. Yes, yes. Everyone We're else. very happy to that he's keeping safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and Cheryl notes, SR is so talented in his writings. I'm amazed how he captures words to draw us in. Um, so true. So true. And Floor would love to see the Florentine series brought to the screen, too. One day... One day it would be lovely. And Betty is wondering if maybe one day the boss will write about witches. I think that's would be an interesting, uh, uh, an well, interesting know, he, book. I wonder it, if he would. I don't know. I mean, he does have this, you know, I've seen it with not just with William and the vampires, but with uh, Gabriel, with uh, his mother and uh, daughter visiting, Maya visiting. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Ashley would love uh, SR to write about witches. Uh, that could be really interesting. I'm almost thinking if he writes about witches, it would be in the context of some mythology that he would allay, like the witches in the, in Homer, right? In the Iliad and the Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I feel like he, he would have it tied to some uh, classical story that he kind of vamps on and, and goes from there. Um, yes, and, yes. And, at, at, and, Kenzie would love Kenzie. him to write fantasy, which I think would be really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also noted that the Florentine series right now is, is a no for passion flicks because they need a much bigger budget. Yes, absolutely. And I think he noted, I think SR, SR said it would probably be some time if they'd be able to. I think he mentioned that in a chat recently, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. So, and when Lori noted, Betty, you've given SR several writing ideas today. I'm for them all. (laughs) (laughs) In the meantime, he is still writing. I think he's hoping to publish the next novel in 2022. And uh, he hasn't talked much about it, but, you know, we we do know that there's a Canadian and a Spaniard uh, protagonists, uh, but Mm -hmm. that's... And also, they'll be in Paris. So I, you know, other than that, don't know too much about these character, his new characters yet. Mm-hmm. So. I'm excited about them. I'm yes. super excited about. Them. I believe it's, 
I, I believe uh, it's a French Canadian um, is the female lead, mm -hmm. and you know I'm all about the Spaniards. So yes, yes, please, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I cannot wait. Um, and uh, Flora says SR's books are literally life changing. Can't wait for more. And we feel the same way. I know he's um, actively writing, as Pam noted, and it's going to be just a joy when they come. Mm -hmm. um, Betty says, I can't wait to read the new novel. Um, it'll be wonderful. Um, and Kenzie also said, I'd love to come to New Orleans again for Torn, but she's saving for the Inferno premiere. Um, <laughs> she needs to meet mm -hmm. Christian Bitt. <laughs> I need to be there when you meet Christian Vitt. I'm that's all I'm gonna say because I cannot wait to see that that reaction. For those of you may who may have seen uh Kenzie Kenzie is a bit of a a bit of a crush on uh on our Pacciani. Um, Professor Pacciani actor. on the actor, on the actor who plays him, let me be clear, not on the character. Mm -hmm. Um and uh yeah, I'm hopeful too. He, I think, is going to be phenomenal. Um, just looking at some of the other work he's done, I'm very excited to see him. Mm -hmm. um, and Betty says we'll have to buy more berets and sangria. That's true. That yes. That's true. <laughs> Betty's asking how those wedding plans are coming along and if you wrote your vows yet, Kenzie. <laughs> <laughs> You are hilarious, Betty, as Kenzie noted. And, mm -hmm. and Flora's obsessed. <laughs> so it's going to be a really, really good time. Um, and, uh, you know, as we look forward, July is a month of birthdays. Not only is it a month of uh, birthdays of nations <laughs> like mm -hmm. Canada, U.S., and Venezuela, but it's also uh, Raven's birthday, and we have... Gabriel's birthday coming up. Yes. Two weeks. So, and yes, the 17th is Gabriel's birthday, and we will be celebrating his birthday accordingly. Mm -hmm. um, but next week we return for chapter 27. Yes. Uh, of, uh, of Gabriel's of promise. promise. So, we'll be able to pick up where we left off there. And then have a little birthday celebration um, for Gabriel the next week. Um, and also Edward Cullen's birthday is this month. Yes. And that's why Gabriel's birthday is in July. Because of the fan fiction world. You, you know, that's SR story came, sprung from the Twilight series inspiration. And... Um, I had never made that correlation before um, talking to Kenzie about about the books. So, well, yeah. and uh, you know, the other thing is, I love Ellie the way you have named your children after book characters, Maya yes. and Xander. Yes, I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. I can't wait. I can't wait. We're gonna have. It'll be fun. We're going to have a fun show. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm, I've really been enjoying our book discussions, um, our chapter discussions on Promise. Um, there's a lot to dig into there, and, and we've, uh, we've really had some good discussions, so thank you for that. And yes, mm -hmm. Kenzie, I do know that. 
Maya was born before the uh, the books. Mm-hmm. I just love that name. But I, yeah, it's great. So, <laughs> and Betty's anyway. hoping Gabriel's ready to receive gifts with flamingos. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the flamingos. Pink flamingos everywhere. So, again, um, we will be back next week with Chapter 27, which will be... Uh, a good pickup again. Um, so I wanted to leave you with a little bit of the Rolling Stones this morning. And uh, can't you hear me knocking? You know, and, and that's probably room service trying to rouse Willie and Raven and they're uh, not paying <laughs> any attention. <laughs> so uh, have a good week, everybody. Have a safe 4th of July and uh you're not vaccinated please do and uh, we'll see you all next week enjoy <laughs> <laughs>